Our gospel lesson for today, Holy Trinity Sunday, comes from Matthew 26, excuse me, 28, verses 16 through 20. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but they doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. People of God, may the grace and peace of our triumph God be yours today and forever. Amen. Uh, for a couple of days, just here a few days ago, uh, we were on college visits with someone. And at one of the visits, we were sitting down talking with a, an entrance counselor, or a, a ten, a, I think that's what they call them, counselor of some sort. And they were kind of chatting, and I was just sitting there, you know, in dad mode, just letting them chat. And the counselor asked Ava a question of, of what are you excited about? about college, about the idea of college. And she says, well, being away from home, it's going to be really cool. And he says, well, are, are you nervous about anything? And she says, yeah, being away from home. And I think that's normal. I think every kid has that thought. And, you know, this is not my first rodeo. I've seen it before. And, and I also can remember the same sensibility from, you know, a couple of decades ago when I was in that boat. And as, as I thought about this little exchange that was going on, it reminded me of God. <laughs> it reminded me of when I was moving off to college, um, which was actually my junior year. Uh, I, if you're not familiar, my first couple of years uh, of college, I lived at home and I went to the local community college and then I transferred to Iowa State. And so I was actually, you know, a couple years older. I was 20 at this point, so a little bit older than, than um, a lot of first-time college students. And the plan was that my brother, my older brother, was going to help me move to Ames, that uh, he was going to load some stuff up in his truck, and he was going to come with me. And so that morning, it was, it was the day to go, and I started packing, and that's when I discovered that I am a Tetris master when it comes to putting stuff in my car, because I got everything in the car. And I'm like, well, I got everything in the car. So I called my brother up, and I'm like, I got everything in the car. And he's like, cool, see you later. So I had to go by myself. And at first, it was fine. I'm like, well, OK, I'm moving to college. <clears throat> and I started driving. And from my parents' farm down to Ames, it's about a three-hour drive. And when I left, I'm like, OK, this is cool. And I drove a little ways. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting a little nervous. I drove a little farther. Anxiety kind of kept building. And it kept building and kept building and kept building. And the last stretch that I always drive, I would, I would get over to I-35 about a half hour north of Ames, and I would take that down to Ames. And I started seeing on the signs, you know, the number of miles to the, to the town. And the first one's like Ames, like 26 miles. And I'm like, oh. And then pretty soon it's 16 miles. Oh. And then pretty soon it's 10 miles, and I can't even tell you what sound came out of my mouth. But um, as I was getting closer and closer and closer, the reality was setting in. I'm, I'm going to be off on my own. I don't know what to expect. 
and I'm afraid. I'm scared. I feel really, really alone right now. But here's the thing about it. The reason I went to Iowa State in the first place was some of my friends that I had met my first two years of college were going there, one in particular who hounded me until I went there. And he was going to be my roommate, and one of the other guys that I knew was going to live right across the hall. So when I got to Ames and I pulled up to the dorm and I walked clear up to the top floor, because that's where our, my floor was, and I opened the door and walked into the hallway. And the second I did, I heard those two guys talking because they were three or four doors down. They were both already there. And I realized I'm not alone. I'm going to be okay. Someone that I know and that knows me is with me. And let me tell you, it was the two greatest years of my life because Iowa State is the greatest, greatest college in all the land. <laughs> Even if someone ends up going to Iowa. She doesn't know yet. Side note. So... That idea, I think, is present within both of the, the scripture lessons that I read today. We hear the, in, in the, the second gospel, the main gospel that I read, this is called the Great Commission. This is the ending of Matthew's gospel. This is post-resurrection. And the disciples are following the command that has been given to them. Now, Jesus himself had told the disciples, after my resurrection, I will go on ahead of you into Galilee there you will see me. And then if we think about the day of the resurrection, the day of Easter, when the women are at the tomb, the angel says, go tell the disciples, he has gone on ahead of you to Galilee, he'll meet you there. As they go to find the disciples, Jesus himself shows up and tells them the exact same thing. Go tell my brothers, I've gone on ahead of them to Galilee. So this command has been given to the disciples over and over and over again. And now we find the disciples have, have done just that. They've gone to Galilee. A little bit of time must have passed because it's, it's a pretty good walk from Jerusalem where they had been up into Galilee. It's about 100 miles, so a little bit of time has passed. But they go up this mountain, whichever mountain it is, and there they encounter the risen Jesus, the, the resurrected Lord. And we hear that they worship him. They've been witnesses to his resurrection. They've, they've long since known that this man is somehow also God, and we, we don't know how that works. But So they worship him. But we hear that they doubt. And I really appreciate that. Now, usually our translation said some doubt. Well, no, it's not some. It's all of them. They're all doubting. They don't know what to think. And can you blame them? Jesus had been dead, and now he's alive again. And that makes no sense. But Jesus is also giving them commands. He's commissioning them to go out into the world and to grow the church. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That is the, the command that's given, that command to baptize. That's why we call it a sacrament, because Jesus said, hey, go do this. It's a good thing to do. So they have this command. But they don't quite know what to think. And can you blame them? Now, what we don't hear about here in Matthew's gospel is Jesus returning to heaven, leaving them seemingly alone. But they have each other, and they are empowered by the Holy Spirit to go out and be the church. But they doubt. Just like Peter doubted when he was walking on the water. That's why I included that passage. 
the, the, in the Greek, the, the word for they doubted, the only other time that shows up in all of Matthew's gospel is that moment with Peter. When Jesus flat out asks him, why did you doubt? Do you not realize that I am with you? You are not alone. You are empowered. You are with me. I will never abandon you. And that's the same promise that Jesus makes in the Great Commission. Remember, I am with you always. I am with you all of the days. I'm with you in the good days, and I am with you in the bad days. I'm with you when you realize it, and I'm with you when you can't even wrap your head around the fact that someone is there with you. Now, I think that's an important promise for all of us to remember because those we have those ups and downs. We have those good days, and we have those bad days, and we have those days when we feel really alone, when maybe the world seems like it's all up against us, and there's no one there, but the promise is even in those times, Jesus is somehow there with us. Now, I don't know how it works. I can't explain how it works any more than I can try and explain how we have one God that's three people. It makes no sense, but I appreciate it. And I hold on to it, and it gives me hope, and I hope it gives you hope. And I've just said hope three times in a row. Hope, 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 hope. That was four. Ha. Amen? Yeah, I see some nods. Okay, amen. Amen.